0: Welcome to Canada Reimagined. I'm Patrick Esmond White. This episode, Plan Z. Here's where we're at. The climate crisis requires action. There are no magic solutions. Canada's North is a storehouse of resource wealth, but we need green energy to exploit these riches. None of the popular renewable energy options can even dent the needs of the North, which needs massive amounts of carbon-free energy to power homes, businesses, communications, transportation, food production, mines, and so on. For that reason, we have to consider an energy source detested by environmentalists nuclear. No, you say, not nuclear. That was my first instinct. I've been to protests after Three Mile Island and other accidents. The industry has not earned my trust. So yes, I am reluctant to put nuclear energy on the table. But nothing so far can do the job. So let's look at the pros and cons of the modern nuclear industry. There are three different kinds of nuclear power. We only require one that's safe and affordable. Just one. First up, nuclear fusion. In fusion, atoms are combined rather than split. The technology is incredibly complex. Only recently have experiments gotten more energy out of fusion than was put in, but what a challenge. Hydrogen atoms need to be squeezed together at over 100 million degrees Celsius. The only way to contain this super-hot reaction is with a magnetic field. Metal containers would simply melt. Scientists have made major breakthroughs and claim they'll be able to generate massive amounts of energy with relatively small mass-produced fusion reactors. Would they be safe? Apparently so. They simply stop running if they don't get more fuel, so no meltdown. It's true, they will still have problems with waste and radioactivity. However, assuming they solve all their problems of production, fusion is still decades away. We need solutions now. Of course, when most people think of nuclear, they think of fission reactors, where atoms are split. These are the nuclear power plants we've had for decades. Canada knows nuclear. Our Candu reactors were once considered the safest design in the world. They used natural uranium rather than enriched uranium, but the cost of Candu reactors was high and sales were slow. Canada got out of the business years ago and... Lest we forget, Canada did have its own nuclear meltdown in 1952, during which an American named Jimmy Carter helped out. We cannot be naive. When these reactors go bad, they go really bad. Over the years, high costs and fear of meltdowns has made it nearly impossible to build new reactors in most democratic countries. Many old reactors are being shut down as their best-before dates are well past. The shutdowns can be put off a little while to smooth an energy transition to alternatives, but not for long. There is some risk to delay. The exception to the trend is China, where the public have no say. There, over 50 large reactors are currently under construction. Of course, they're also big on coal. China is a catastrophe waiting to happen and the political fallout will be severe. Canada won't build any more of these nuclear reactors because of four drawbacks. The cost, the scale of an accident, radioactive waste, and the weapons potential from the materials. All of these are valid concerns and we can add a fifth, as the Russians showed in Ukraine, nuclear power plants are sitting duck targets in a war. Say the words Chernobyl, or Fukushima, and we cringe. Nuclear accidents are massive catastrophes impacting enormous regions. At some point, Homer Simpson will be on the late shift. The short answer for these reactors is no. In any case, this technology is useless in the north with no grid. So finally, we come to the last nuclear option, small modular reactors, or SMRs. Most people have barely heard of them. I think of it as Plan Z, a last resort when nothing else will do. In the 1921 federal political debates, Conservative leader Aaron O'Toole actually mentioned SMRs, but his reference slid by without further ado, much as he did. However, the Conservatives do support SMR technology. So do the Liberals under Justin Trudeau. Even the NDP does with caveats. What are SMRs? Let me, a non-scientist, explain. SMRs are mini-reactors, generating enough power for a town or a mining operation. They're not totally new. Versions have been powering nuclear submarines and aircraft carriers for decades. The military reactors actually have a pretty good safety record. Yes, a few subs sank, but for reasons other than a nuclear accident. In any case, Natural Resources Canada has an action plan to develop a whole new generation of SMRs. A handful of provinces are quietly promoting them, promising fast-track regulation. Several prototypes are in the works, some using thorium as the fuel. Canada is not alone. Other countries include Britain, Rolls-Royce is doing it, India and China. Russia is heavily investing in them and already has a floating SMR power station. An American company called NuScale recently sold six SMRs to Romania. In theory, these will produce 1.5 megawatts, enough for about a 1,000 homes. In short, the race for a global SMR market is real, with a huge payoff to the winners. The various pilot projects around the world are mostly over budget and way behind schedule. Skeptics of this technology do have a strong case. But aside from natural hydrogen, which has huge potential, we have no option but to hope that SMRs can pass muster. Plan Z. For use in the North, SMRs will need to be small enough to be transported by barge or air. Once in place, these SMRs could make communities energy self-sufficient for decades to come with both electricity and hydrogen. SMRs obviously must be designed to automatically shut down if any problem arises. They must be idiot-proof and assault-proof. They cannot be used to create materials that would be useful in nuclear weapons. Safety standards would have to be extraordinary. These are all non-negotiable conditions before any SMR can be licensed for use. But if all these conditions are met... Canada will fast-track SMR approval. Canada could then mass-produce them by the tens of thousands, reducing costs dramatically. That, in theory, would solve the energy shortage in the North. Yes, it's a stretch. Still, note that SMRs are something we'd only need for half a century, until fusion, natural hydrogen, and geothermal take over. It's a bridge to the future that we need, not the final answer radioactive waste would still need to be dealt with, and that's a serious problem. Radioactive waste is super nasty and must be stored forever in a 100% safe manner. This can be done by putting the waste in a properly designed site very deep in the earth in a geologically stable location. This is something Canada is working on. All the Canadian sites under consideration for waste storage are on Crown land, One location currently under serious consideration is in Ignace, Ontario, so yes, it can be done. We also need a safe, clean form of transportation to ship nuclear waste to a storage site. Currently, it's done by truck and rail. That limits where the storage site may be located. There may be a solution to that, however, and I'll get to it later. The point is, we need vast amounts of carbon-free energy to power an economic boom in the north impacting the south as well. Wind and sun may work elsewhere in the north. We have to pray that SMRs work safely and that the resource revenue will pay the bills. That's Plan Z. You've been listening to Canada Reimagined. I'm Patrick Esmond White. My thanks for assists from the Ottawa Legends hockey team, including the theme music from Tom Plant, artwork by Tom Evans, and technical support from Mike Backen. Back again next week. Take care.